We'll start with the Southern Oregon University and its ongoing efforts to reach out to all members of the communities that might send students to campus. SOU recently named a Native Nations liaison to build and improve ties with the indigenous people of the region. Ken Wanikahi Kravitz recently came on board. She's from the California side of the state line, but very much of a, a native of the region SOU serves. Ken Wanikahi joins me in the studio to talk about her own history and the future of her position at SOU. Welcome, Ken Wanikahi Kravitz. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, um, Kenwani Kaki is evening wind. In what language? Uh, it's actually in wind too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and tell us a bit about yourself. You were uh, born on a reservation, but grew up in Shasta County. Uh, would it be okay if I introduce myself? Absolutely. Chumishi tusigalokmi Kenwani Kaki legatigechi i medesi walikpimi walchi i itu isa medesi is ma. Hello, my name is Kenwanikahi Kravitz. I am an enrolled member of the Medesi Band of the Pitt River Nation. I am also Winamum Namtipam and Namsus uh, from the Northern Wintu Bands. And so that's who I am as an Indigenous woman. Um, yes, I was um, actually the first Wintu child, Wintu and Pitt River child born on the Toyon Indian Reservation there in Shasta County. And uh, my parents were going to name me Christina Marie. However, um, once I was born, they decided that that was not my name, and they sought out the um, help of my uh, auntie relative, uh, Florence Jones, to name me. And so my name is Kenwanikahi, which means evening wind. So from birth, it sounds like a bit of a division between Native and non-Native culture. I mean, you know, the idea that you were going to name me Christina Marie and decided to go with Kenwani Kahi instead. So have you felt a lot of tug in, in both directions in your life? Yes. Yeah, very much so. You know, living, I mean, I was born there in Toyon, but shortly thereafter moved into Redding and we have a really large native community there, which I am pretty much related to everybody being both Pitt River and Wintu, you know. However, um, there in our community, you know, it's very much, it, was at the, it wasn't at the, excuse me, very inclusive at the time. So, and we're still working toward that now. So, yeah, I was raised um, participating in the ceremonies, Wintu and Pitt River ceremonies, um, with my relatives from both sides of my family. And so uh, what, were the, what was the pathway? How did you end up uh, in, this, in this position at SOU? What, what other things similar to this have you done in your career? So um, within my role or my responsibility as um, I went to a Pitt River woman, you know, I recognize my obligation, responsibility to ensure, you know, the wellness and continuation of our, our people. And so I just kind of engaged and, you know, sometimes I'm called upon by my community to, to engage and, and to have hard conversations. And so from there, you know, I recognize the, the need to further my education and and uh, continue to work um, and collaborate across, you know, beyond working within tribal community, but going beyond um, into working with within um, the civic arena. And um, one example is working with the um, 
Shasta County Office of Education um, as a, a member of the Native Advisory Board there to uh, to do hard work, you know, to develop curriculum and and to have hard conversations, you know, to ensure the uh, equitable access for education for our Native students there and inclusion of our voice and uh, in curriculum development and and in the education in general. Uh, Kiwani Kahi Kravitz is our guest on the Jefferson Exchange, the uh, the Native Nations liaison at Southern Oregon University on the job for all of about three weeks thus far. You can join us with your comments and questions via email here on the Jefferson Exchange at jx at jeffnet.org. Let's talk about, you mentioned hard conversations a couple times now, and it sounds like one of the major areas is about getting access to education. What kinds of things have you have you requested over the years? And and have you gotten blank stares in response the first time you, you asked for them? Historically accurate curriculum, um, the opportunity for our people to, to be included in the conversations uh, regarding decisions that impact our students and ourselves, our tribal communities, um, oftentimes uh, for no fault of their own, you know, people just don't know. And so, and sometimes they do, um, that education has been um, historically weaponized against our people and we've been excluded. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard sometimes because you're kind of dismantling those narratives and starting over and rebuilding um, what is truth. And so... That's kind of where we start, and those are hard conversations to have oftentimes. And oftentimes, you know, for myself to tell the stories and as well as our other relatives to tell the stories again and again and again and have to come back to the table um, when sometimes there's a lot of opposition and and to dis- decide to come back to the table and not just shut down so people can be educated in regard to these issues in our in education but in our tribal communities as well the push for historical accuracy must be a particularly tough hill to climb i can remember education about about how the land got settled you know in public school from when i was in school 60 years ago and and it was all this you know the brave pioneers and guns and clearing the land and all that stuff and almost no mention of the people who were living there for millennia before that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking this morning in, uh, about coming on and doing this interview, just thinking, you know, within my understanding, you know, our people have been educators since time immemorial. We've been taking care of stewarding our homeland since time immemorial, you know, and then to be displaced and erased you know, um, and have to continue to do the, do the work so we can have our voice that our, uh, worldviews and understandings are included within the education of our, our children and, um, and our people. It's, you know, it's hard work and sometimes, um, but it's very necessary, actually always very necessary. So what appealed to you about doing this with an SOU, and what will be your primary duties? So 
What appealed to me was that I myself, as a Native person, a Native uh, student, I actually attended a tribal college um, and a Native scholar, you know, fully understand and recognize the the different situations and issues our, our Native students face. And so, you know, just ensuring to, that I do the work to make sure that when our Native students come here, that they feel included, that they see themselves represented within both the curriculum, but here as, as in person, they're seeing me as a Native woman, you know, and uh, they see themselves here. They see them, that they have a place here. And so that's part of the work that I do and also engaging with the, the tribes. Um, and I first actually would like to acknowledge the, you know, um, the work that I'm doing today has been established on a foundation of our, our, the work that our ancestors and relatives and the ancestors of this, this land have done, you know, since time immemorial, whether it be just being the indigenous people of this land or surviving through the genocide of our peoples or uh, continuing the work, you know, to, um, to have a voice. I um, am just kind of stepping into that place and, and want to acknowledge that I'm a visitor here, you know, in these lands. These are, although uh, my, my people are from... Although my people, I'm Wintu and Pitt River, you know, we are interconnected with the, the Shasta and Tacoma peoples. So um, there are northern neighbors, and uh, we don't historically have a border that divides us, you know. So um, I I will be working with the the tribes and just kind of doing that work to to bridge that gap and to build the bridge between the university and the tribes, and um, and the students. Ken Wanikahi Kravitz is our guest on the Jefferson Exchange, the new Native Nations liaison from Southern Oregon University. Um, so we have had conversations with other Native guests pointing out some of the issues with Native Americans and education in the past, um, boarding schools front and center in that conversation. Um, how big an obstacle is that to trying to attract Native people to come to a place like Southern Oregon University? You know, I think, and I'm just going to speak from my own experience, you know, there's such a, a sense of distrust. And, you know, when some of my own children were going to school, just even the way that I felt, um, I didn't want them to go away and to become something different than who they were, you know, to to take in this different type of understanding Um and so it's just, for me, I think that's the, the first barrier is just the distrust, you know, of Western education in general. And then you go into all these other different complexities, you know, where, um, I mean, oftentimes for myself, and I, and I would assume that it's the same for our Native students, we're the only Native person in the room. You know, we don't see or hear ourselves represented, whether in curriculum, in artwork, uh, language, anything. So um, these are all some of the the things that kind of are off-putting, you know, for our 
our tribal people when they're thinking about going to college. It's a different way of being. We have a different worldview. You know, we're not separated from our 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 traditional beliefs. You know, when we come to go to school, we still have those responsibilities as indigenous people to our to our relatives, to our people, to our homelands, um, and um, how we see the world and how we center ourselves within the world. What are the ways you think SOU or any institution of higher education can 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 dispel some of that? Can can add to a sense of belonging, a sense of we we see you, we hear you. You know, I think kind of this is the first step. You know, building uh, building those bridges, having hard conversations. Um, you know, to hear to listen to our people, let our people, you know, so often there are programs developed and then the tribes are invited in to fit within the program. We want to have a say in regard to how these programs are developed, how our students are educated. Um, and so I think that's probably the the first step is listening to our people um, engaging in some cultural competency, you know, trainings and um, building relationship, basically. And that's kind of some of the work that we did with the Shasta County Office of Education was building relationship with the, the, the tribes and the Native people and having hard conversations. And I'm saying it once again, you know, but continuing to uh, include our voice at the table when decisions are, are made that are going to impact and affect our students and our homelands. That makes you very much a conduit, a channel in a sense, um, between university and tribes and between tribes and students, students and university. I mean, in a couple of different ways, you end up being the person through which these things will flow. Yeah. And, you know, always in remembrance that I, being first and foremost a Wintu and Pitt River woman, you know, I have a responsibility to that, to my ancestors, to my people, to my homelands, and the f- future generations of my people. And um, and I do this work through that lens. All right. Well, best of luck in, in the in the work ahead. Uh, and, and thank you so much for, for coming in to talk to us just three weeks into the job. Kenwani Kahi Kravitz is the new Native Nations liaison at Southern Oregon University, a member of the Medesi Band of the Pitt River Nation, and a descendant of the Northern Wintu people. Thank you again so much for taking the time to share your story with us on the Jefferson Exchange. Chalabesk, and thank you.